Welcome back to Let's Talk Sales. In honor of the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, we have decided to re-air an episode on gratitude featuring Elizabeth Frederick in the guest seat. We'll be back after the holiday with more great conversations. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Sales, and we hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rylan Sylvester, and today we're actually flipping the script. We have on Elizabeth Frederick, the operations officer and senior advisor at Criteria for Success, and she actually typically hosts the show. But with everything going on in the world, we thought this would be a great time to revisit a foundational element of leadership, gratitude. So welcome, Elizabeth, to the show. I'm excited to have you here as a guest and not a host. Yeah, it's very strange. I was kind of mouthing the words along with you as you were doing the intro, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's great to be here. And I'm really excited to record with you. I think this is the first one we've done together. I know. I'm very excited. So this is going to be very interesting. Um, so I know you wanted to sort of talk about gratitude today. I guess my first question would be, why did you feel like now was an important time to talk about gratitude? Yeah, it probably seems a little bit counterintuitive, right? Um, The world is not exactly in the most comfortable, happy, stable of places. And so often we think of gratitude as a response to things outside of us, right? So if we look at what's going on in the world, we're recording this on Thursday, the 11th, I think, of February. I don't know what day it is. Um, But um, I, I have seen articles in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, in the Atlantic, just over literally the last week, we're hitting a wall with the pandemic. We need to bring back the nervous breakdown because that's a a way to express how we're dealing with things. Families are in crisis. It's a really stressful and difficult time for so many people. Um, In the US, we've also got, you know, political division, there's an impeachment um, trial happening. That's additional stress that that's providing to you, to your team members. Everybody's struggling, whether it's in their personal life, their professional life, and those are blended together because so many people are still working from home. And for many of us, it's turned into an indefinite situation where, um, you know, companies have closed their offices and just moved to to remote work only. And we're almost at a year of this. Uh, We're just about to celebrate, you know, our one year anniversary of COVID. Yay. And so it's, it's a really difficult time. And so it can be, I would think, for a lot of people, and this is what I hear when I talk about gratitude. Um, so this isn't really the time to focus on gratitude. Let's just focus on resilience. Let's focus on, mm-hmm. you know, just put your head down and get through it. But what's counterintuitive and what's really interesting about gratitude is if you can develop a practice of gratitude and if you can within yourself um, begin to focus on gratitude, both experiencing it and if possible, expressing it, it actually changes the way you see situations around you. So even though everything is still stressful, right? Life Mm -hmm. is still difficult. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, um, still political divisions and and difficult. You know, you might have kids uh, that you're trying to educate while you're working on the computer right next to them. Um, But if you can figure out how to have these habits of gratitude, it, it really changes the way you experience the situation. And as an individual, that's really important. And as a leader, it's especially important. And so I thought it would be good for us to dive into some of these best practices today. Right. And I like what you said about, or I guess I find it interesting that people would say something like, you know, focus on resiliency as if that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, exist without Mm -hmm. gratitude, because actually the two are very closely tied in my head. Um, Absolutely. And that's actually demonstrated in research. So, um, 
I had a lot of fun when I was putting together uh, an ebook on gratitude. This was at this point about a year and a half ago. And I went through um, scientific studies to really look at what are the benefits of gratitude because you hear about it, you know, and it seems all kind of wooey, <laughs> like, yay, gratitude, warm and fuzzy. Everybody give everybody a hug, um, except no hugs now, you know, <laughs> uh, elbow bump. And uh, it, it's not, it's not just fluffy. It's not uh, something that's fake. It's not just about you. It is amazing what gratitude can do. So there are actual scientific benefits that have been demonstrated in, um, in a sense for your person, your personal um, impact. So mm-hmm. you as an individual, then you can see measurable impacts at a professional level. And what I found really fascinating is there are actual medical benefits of um, habits of gratitude. So at a personal level, I think a lot of it is pretty obvious and common sense. Things like you typically have better relationships with people. Um, You're able to be kinder and more patient. Mm -hmm. You think about it. If you're a grateful person, people like that. If you can express gratitude to them when they do good things for you. Um, But it also gives you a sense of what, what it tends to do is when you're grateful, you almost take a step back and you see things in a bigger picture. And so if you're able to find something in a situation to be grateful for, the situation overall might not be great. And, um, you know, and you can acknowledge that and we live in reality and, and we're aware of it. But if you can find those elements um, of gratitude, it changes your outlook. And so when you have that, it, it's contagious to the people around you. Um, you know, right. let's say in, in a work situation, a project is just really going wrong and it's stressful <laughs> and it's difficult. If you can express gratitude for what people are doing, and the results that you are getting so far, that is something that people see and and they they appreciate it. So your relationship is stronger. You're more patient. Um, you actually, if you practice gratitude, you're more confident because you begin to recognize the good things that are happening to you and the good things in the world around you. And it makes it so that you're less envious of other people. You know, you see those pictures of people on vacation and and again, better times um, and they're on the beach and you're looking outside and there's slush and you're a little bit um, sad, but then you think of all the things that you have to be grateful for. And that actually makes you more confident and, and happier in yourself. And so what that ties to is it actually makes you more resilient. So you mentioned the word resilient and that's what I wanted to come back to because at a personal level, um, gratitude is one of the best ways to start to improve your resilience. You know, everybody's reading books, you know, grit and other things about improving your resilience. And a lot of times they talk about what happens when you have resilience. And if you're wondering, how do you get there? Gratitude can be a, a foundational element of that. And so just even at, at an individual personal level, you really see huge benefits. Right. Absolutely. And I think people are always, what you described to me was mindfulness in that mm-hmm. in that example. And I think people are always searching for these bigger things and, and sort of ignoring one way that can really change your thinking, which I think is what we're talking about now, gratitude. So you just spoke about personal um, benefits. What about professional and medical benefits? I know that you've dove into that too. Absolutely. Thank you, Rylan. Yeah. At a professional level, first of all, you're going to see the evidence of those personal benefits because, um, you know, things like relationships, you have those personally and you have them at work. And so the better relationships with people, um, but then explicitly you'll see improved cooperation and teamwork. So, so much Mm -hmm. of work, uh, you're doing projects as a team. And that was even the example that I used earlier. And what they've seen in research is that if you have a team uh, where people are implementing practices of gratitude, projects work better and um, people feel happier about working together with the people that they have. 
if you think about in future, if you need to do a project, and let's say you were a gloomy, depressing, terrible person to work with, I mean, it's pretty (laughs) obvious, people aren't going to volunteer to help you on the next project. But if you were a kind and patient and grateful person, and a great member of the team, when you need to do things in future, people are more willing to step up and help you. Um, What's interesting also, as leaders, uh, one of the best ways that you can increase people's motivation is to consistently express gratitude when they do the Mm -hmm. things that you want them to do. Um, It's so tempting sometimes, you know, it's the carrot and the stick approach. And it's Mm -hmm. so tempting to point out areas for improvement. And you need to do that, certainly, as a manager. But if somebody's doing 10 things right and two things wrong, what if you were to be, express gratitude for those 10 things that they're doing right mm-hmm. and make sure they understand that you notice it and you appreciate it. It also helps outweigh them when you say, and by the way, you know, there's a couple of things that you could do a little better. Mm. They're not going to feel like all you did was point out those two negatives. It's, you know, the, the cliche of the compliment sandwich, but it's, it's not even that. It's real gratitude that you're expressing. What that does is it motivates them to do those things again because we love to be thanked. It's, yeah. it's a natural human instinct. And so if you want to motivate other people, um, one of the best ways you can do that is to express real gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a really important um, thing that I want to mention briefly is real gratitude is not thanks, Rylan. You know, that's nice. You can put thanks at the end of your email, but it's, you know, thank you so much for, for staying late to work on that project. Mm -hmm. I know that you had a lot going on and I really appreciate that you did it. Or thanks for stepping up and doing that thing outside your normal responsibilities. I know it was a stretch for you and you might've been a little nervous, but you did a great job and I appreciate you stepping up. And so if you can be really specific about what you're grateful for, people internalize that and they notice it and um, it improves your relationship with them. And again, it makes them more likely to try those things in future. So it's really important. It's the difference between, you know, sort of an empty compliment and Mm -hmm. having your employees feel acknowledged or actually seen, which goes so far because then they feel like they're actually a part of something, right? Absolutely. If you're a leader or you feel like your leader is... um, taking note of what you're actually doing and capable of. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people feel like they're just kind of um, cogs in a great big system and they they don't feel important and they don't feel valued. And especially now in these, you know, still distant times where you might not see each other in the office, uh, you know, have you expressed gratitude to the people on your team who have kids who are still at home and they are still working really well and producing? Um, that's a great mm-hmm. thing to express gratitude for and just, you know, letting them know you notice it and you appreciate it. Um, it, it all of these things that you might be able to notice if somebody's working in the office, um, you have to maybe work a little bit harder as a leader to to notice them and acknowledge them, but they're even more important. And it's one of the best ways to maintain those personal one-on-one connections with people, because it can be, um, especially over time, uh, when you're having one-on-one conversations with with somebody, it can kind of dry out and it's, okay, what are you working on? What do you need? What are you working on? Okay, we're good. I need you to do this, blah, 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 right? But if you if you want to have that more personal connection, um, which I think most of us would agree that that's helpful when you're managing somebody to have a, have a personal connection, you know, you don't have to get into everything. But to express real gratitude um, lets you connect with somebody at a deeper level and it, it continues to build that bond that you need to have. Um, again, especially if you're working remotely and um, and maybe you weren't before. I know a lot of people obviously already were, but it's, it's a challenge for many people that I talk to. So incredibly important. Right. Um, Absolutely. And then the last I want to get to is medical. 
that's the one that seems craziest, probably, to, to so many of us. You think, okay, I get it. Gratitude makes sense. I need to be grateful and then people will like me. You know, gold star. But it's actually, <laughs> um, there are two main ways, um, and it's actually all tied to the, the main thing. Um, so they've done research on people who have specific practices of gratitude. So this isn't like you're a more grateful person because you did a personality assessment. Mm -hmm. They actually um, evidence that they're implementing specific practices of gratitude. And they have a 23% drop in cortisol compared oh, wow. to people who don't. And if you think cortisol is the stress hormone. Yeah. So what that leads to is inflammation. And so if you have lower cortisol, you have lower um, digestive issues, uh, obesity, you have... Uh, less heart health problems, potentially links to cancer. Um, it's it's not as firm science yet, but they're, they're seeing um, signs of that. You tend to sleep better if you have, again, that lower cortisol. And all of these specific benefits have been linked to the practices of, um, of gratitude. Um, it also really helps at a, at a mental health level um, mm -hmm. with depression, with anxiety, um, with just that general malaise that I think many people are feeling, the lower um, energy level, if you can implement practices of gratitude, you actually see improvement in your own personal energy level. And so it can motivate you, just like we were talking about how it can motivate other people. Um, gratitude that you're experiencing yourself and that you're thinking about and reflecting on um, can actually give you that extra spark of motivation, which uh, so many of us feel like we might be needing um, in these times. So it's, it's really powerful, um, the results that you can see from gratitude. And it's such, some of these habits are just so easy. It's so small, but yet you see such big results. Right. So what, what are some of the habits? Like what are some of the, um, activities you can do or steps you can take to practice gratitude? Because, you know, I'm hearing all these great things. I'm like, sign me up. What do I have to do? <laughs> Absolutely. I want so, the positivity. Uh, yeah, um, it's a lot of this is, is very simple and it builds. And so I'm going to start at the basic level, and okay. you can get up to any level you want and stop there. You're going to see the most impact if you get all the way to the top, right? But even the the first one is better than not. And so the first level is just reflection and meditation. Mm. That's really just experiencing gratitude and thinking about it. It's not just like pause, like, oh yeah, I'm thankful for that. But really, can you take maybe sometime in your day, 10 to 15 minutes to, if possible, get into a quiet place, maybe close your eyes and just think about the things that you're grateful for. And sometimes it's helpful to have specific prompts. Um, you'll find that, um, I'll, I'll mention that in, in the next thing that I'm going to talk about, but um, just really think about what you have to be grateful for. Um, if you have a religious practice, if you pray every day, um, it could be helpful to tie this into that. If you have mm -hmm. uh, a practice um, of mi mindfulness meditation that you're doing, you could add this to that um, or even integrate it. There's a lot of meditation um, like mantras and practices that include gratitude. So you just really want to figure out when can you have these moments. Um, some examples that I've seen a lot of people do are um, when you first wake up, instead of reaching for your phone and opening Twitter, which guilty, um, maybe <laughs> yeah. instead you could lie in bed for, you know, those, those five minutes or however long before you really make yourself get up and think about the things that you have to be grateful for. Right. right. Or maybe when you're in the shower, um, you know, it's a great time to just think about what do you have to be grateful for? Um, if you are commuting 
and that's still a part of your life, um, your morning and afternoon commutes can be a really great time. Again, rather than being stressed out about all the emails that are coming up and the meetings that you have to really think through what you have to be grateful for. Um, you know, right. around mealtimes, it c- again can be a really good idea instead of pulling up your computer and reading the news while you're um, while you're eating lunch to to just not be on a screen and really think about what you have to be grateful for, including the food that you're eating. Hopefully you're grateful for that. Um, <laughs> and, and so just all of these moments in the day and then the, the cliche is, you know, end of day as part of your as part of your wind down, whether it's the end of your work day or the end of your physical day before you go to bed, um, to look back on the day behind you and view it through a grateful lens and really think of all of the things that you had to be grateful for. It helps you either end your day, your work day or your full day um, in a really positive place. So that reflection and, and meditation, it's anybody can do it, right? You don't need any equipment. You really don't need much time. But um, so many of us aren't doing that. Right. And it's just making that small change in your behavior where, again, you're standing on a line and you've got 10 minutes online. Can you just instead of, again, pulling up your phone and playing Candy Crush or whatever it is that you're playing um, to to pause and reflect and be grateful? It's, it's a really powerful benefit of such a small thing. Yeah, I like that you said that you just need 10 to 15 minutes because I think a lot of times in my personal life, I will want to do these things like, oh, meditation sounds great, but I, I know myself I have such a short attention span. But I think it's true. Like if I can just take a couple minutes, it doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, an hour. It doesn't have to be even 30 minutes, even something just 10 minutes. Like I like the waking up in the morning and just thinking for five minutes, even just to set the tone for your day, I think um, is really powerful. And also, you know, building up to that as I know you started with that, mm-hmm. I think that that makes it seem like it's more attainable because it is. Definitely. Um, I, I worry about the same. I've tried meditation before and I really struggle. Um, you know, I, I've used like guided meditation apps and other things, but some of the most powerful meditations are, are quite short. There's a great meditation. It's got the, the fuzziest, it's the loving kindness meditation. Um, and it's, it's really powerful because it's, it's about loving kindness, but it actually has elements of gratitude and you just go through different levels of thinking about the people that you're closest to and, mm-hmm. um, and have personal relationships with. And, and it's got like three or four specific mantras that I don't remember off the top of my head, but that you express love, um, and kindness to them. And then you keep going out into outer circles. The total exercise takes less than 10 minutes, but it's amazing how you feel um, after you've done it. So I think so much, um, so much of our thoughts about things like meditation are, I've got to sit there, you know, in, in Lotus pose for like an hour and clear my mind. And that's terrifying. But if you can do five minutes of just thinking about what you have to be grateful for, that's better than, you know, again, five minutes on Twitter. (laughs) Right. And it's also, I'm thinking about it too now. And I'm like, the thing that's stopping me when I really think about it is just fear. And Mm -hmm. it's not like it's fear from some, for, from, you know, meditation now that we're speaking about it I'm like it's just such an innocuous thing all I have to do is sit still and just think in my own head and why is that so scary for me (laughs) can I just take 10 minutes of course I can you know I spend you know an hour on Instagram in the morning how about Mm -hmm. I just get off yeah yeah but that's a great point and I think a lot of us are afraid of our own thoughts and that we're afraid of silence Mm -hmm. we're afraid of not being not having information input into our, you know, our eyeballs at every moment of every day. And I'm totally guilty of this. You know, again, I just the other night, I was watching a hockey game on TV, I had my laptop on my lap, and I was reading the news. And I also had my phone up and I was on Twitter on my phone. I was like, this is insane. (laughs) You can't be doing any one of those three things effectively. And we're so just used to this information overload. And so it, it is a little scary. And you've probably been 
like I have, where you have those moments and you could just pause. Right. And yet you're like, no, this doesn't feel okay. And so, you know, turn on a podcast, open something on my phone. And it's just um, our attention spans have been so damaged yeah. by the world that we're in right now um, to just take these moments. Uh, and again, yeah, start at two minutes, start at five minutes, whatever amount of time can work for you. And you can work your way up, but you don't have to. It could always just be that you, you take, you know, a couple of five minute breaks throughout the day and you'll get a lot of benefit from that alone. Right. And I think what we're talking about too is like we've built up this habit of how do I constantly stay productive and consume information? But what I'm hearing with this practice of gratitude is that it'll actually make all of that less stressful and more enjoyable. Right. Absolutely. We'll, it's not like it's going to get in the way of us doing the work that we're already doing or reading more news or anything like that. If anything, it's going to just maybe make us smarter about what we like and don't like and <laughs> what makes us feel good yeah. or bad and take note or about it, who we are. Absolutely. It changes the way you process things. I, I'll say even for myself, I vary um, with how well I'm implementing practices of gratitude. And when I'm spending more time reflecting on things to be grateful for, I process information really differently. And so I am a total news junkie. I read, you know, New York Times and Washington Post, at the very <laughs> least, the top headlines of each of those every day. I listen to news podcasts. I'm, I'm in it on it all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, enjoy, I enjoy that definitely, but it can also be incredibly stressful. And so when I'm implementing practices of gratitude, the way I perceive that information and process it internally completely changes. And I can look at stories that are stressful and are negative, and you, you actually have trained your brain to start to look for things to be grateful for. Right. So, um, you know, it's it, some situations, it's almost impossible to find anything to be mm -hmm. grateful for. But if you can start to find them, it really does help, um, you know, in our in our information overload society. So that's totally. step one, reflect, meditate. I think we can all do that. Step two, <laughs> you know, building on that, it's just literally, it's journaling. You write down some of those things you reflected on. So um, you don't have to do it. Most, though, of the research that's been done that's demonstrated success of gratitude and, and the results of gratitude has been based on journaling because it's something you can measure, right? I, I can't really evaluate whether or not you've been reflecting. You can tell me you have or not. You can sit there for 10 minutes. I don't know. But if you write down things that you were grateful for, I can measure that. So that's how they do the research. Um, but it's it's a really good practice. And it's something, you know, if you think about it, we've all probably seen templates for a gratitude journal. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a calendar where they've got the little thing to fill out, you know, the, you know, you've got your little word of the day or thought of the day on the top, and then you're supposed to fill in your areas of gratitude. Um, there's lots of different ways you can do it. And when it comes to journaling, typically, especially at first, you'll want to have a more uh, consistent scheduled method of doing it rather mm -hmm. than the reflection. You can say, I'm going to fit it in every day at various times, or you can be specific, you know, every morning or whatever. Um, but when it comes to journaling, at, at least at first, as you're establishing the habit, you'll want to find maybe one thing that every day you're going to journal in the same place. Otherwise, it's really hard to establish it as a habit. So things that I've seen, having a notes, a note on your phone where you just have your gratitude journal and just every day at some point, you're going to open that note and add your two things. Um, if you have a to-do app or a list of things to do, I've seen mm -hmm. people um, put the gratitude, you know, they'll have a task that shows up every day to enter your gratitude things. And you actually put the, the items that you're grateful for in, in the comments on it. Um, I've seen people put a, just a, a note on their calendar every day and same thing. They edit the, the 
event basically on the calendar and put the things they're grateful for. And um, I've seen, you know, you have a you have a physical word a day calendar or, or image a day calendar or whatever. I have, um, you know, Sarah Cooper, the political um, yeah. comedian. Yeah. She has a, um, a how to be successful at work calendar, and it's uh-huh. all like hilarious stuff. And so, how to seem successful at work, basically. And so, um, those calendars typically the back of the page is white. Um, you could even use that, and just every day when you flip the flip the page on your calendar, write down a couple of things that you're grateful for. Um, you can buy a specific journal designed for to be a gratitude journal, and certainly whatever method works well for you. I've even heard about people who have things like a gratitude journal jar, like you'd have a swear jar or something. And every time you, you have things that you're grateful for, you just write it down on a slip of paper and stick it in the jar. Oh my Um, gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. And you can decorate it. And if you're crafty, um, you know, make it super, super, um, inspirational, whatever works for you. Right. Some people heard that and they were like, that sounds awesome. And some people heard that and they're like, ugh. and so (laughs) think through what would make sense to you both, um, that would be easy for you to do and that would um that fits in with kind of your personality and how you like to work if you're more notes on the phone just go with that that makes the most sense if you like to handwrite things figure out a method that works if you if you are crafty or if you just like that physical experience of you know having little sheets of paper and a jar figure out where you can do that um but just taking that reflection and then just taking one step beyond that and writing down Mm -hmm. what you reflected on and it doesn't need to be write a book, right? It could just be bullets. Like um, you you reflect and you think about the things that you have to be grateful for. And it could be a person's name and you just write the person's name. It's better if you can write the person's name and a little bit why you put them. Because in future, if you ever go back to it, you will not remember why you put them down. (laughs) Um, But you can go that basic if you want to. And just really, um, um, uh, so a standard, uh, I I mentioned a few minutes ago that quite often you'll see uh, a journal. And there might be specific prompts. And so I put together a really simple, I think it's six. Yeah, I I did letters instead of numbers. So um, it's a six (laughs) step um, journal prompt. And going through things like this can be really helpful. So first one is to think through something good that's happened to you lately. So why don't we actually do this live? Rylan, would you be comfortable if I had you answer these questions? I'm I'm putting you on a spot here. All right, so what's (laughs) something good that's happened to you lately? Something good that's happened to me happen to me mm-hmm. or around you or that you've experienced I went to the oral surgeon and they told me nothing was wrong with <laughs> my teeth which I thought something was wrong but on top of that <laughs> my uh the surgeon herself was so funny and kind and nice so I felt like that was a nice that's something that happened to me. I had a good, you know. Yeah, that's multiple levels uh, yeah. to be grateful for. Certainly, um, as somebody who had a root canal and got a crown uh, in December, <laughs> you should be grateful you did not need that. Although the experience itself wasn't terrible. Um, the expense was not fun. So yeah. um, that's a good one. So then the next thing to identify is people that you're grateful to. Sometimes you might put a number in there. Like Every day you have to have three. Right. It could even be one. But do you have any person or people that you're grateful to and why? Well, first, obviously, I'm first is that people. person. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to firstly name that woman, the surgeon, just Mm -hmm. because she was, she was just such good vibes. I have to just cite her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dr. Faye. Um, And then I would say hmm, someone I'm grateful for, I'm going to name two more people. I'm going to name my sister and my roommate because we all have formed, we've been together for all of COVID and we've all just formed a good routine and, and um, like, we're all, we're all just constantly trying to, uh, boost the positivity in the apartment rather than, you know, 
be like when someone's cranky, we really all make an effort to be like, okay, snap out of it. So <laughs> that's something I appreciate because I know, you know, it can be hard. If, if I walk out of my room, they always make fun of me. I walk out of my room and I'm like, I'm so tired. <laughs> Every morning and they're like, okay, here she goes. Now get your coffee and go, 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 you know? So I feel like they're supportive. I'm grateful to them for keeping um, this apartment fun. Absolutely. That's important. All right. This is a hard one. And some people struggle with this, but is there, some, is there something in the future that you're grateful for? So what does that mean? So an example might be, um, and again, this is in the before times, but if you okay. had tickets to a concert that was coming up that you knew was happening, now it might be if you know when you're going to get vaccinated, I would imagine that would be something oh, yeah. in the future you're grateful for. Um, if you are especially interested in experiencing something and it's about to be unlocked and opened up. So do you have <laughs> anything that you can think of that um, that's in the future that you're grateful for? Yes. Something in the future that I'm grateful for is I myself will probably not get the vaccine for a while, but my grandparents just got theirs and they're going to get their second. And we already bought tickets for the Amtrak train to go see them. So that is so exciting. I, that's very exciting. I haven't seen them in a long time. And I think um, a couple of us are going to go up. Just nice. a couple, but I, you know, it's just nice to feel like I'm, you know, you're with the same people all the time and you want to see family. So it'll be, it'll feel slightly normal for a weekend or whatever. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen my grandma in well over a year. So uh, that is definitely something to be grateful for. All right. Um, look around you. And is there something that you see and hear around you that you can be grateful for? Yeah, I have a lot already that I'm seeing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm recording right now from my bedroom and in it, I have a ton of art from my family. I've come from a family of artists and I have a lot of their art. I have my dad's sculpture above my bed. Then I have a painting from my mom above my bed. And then right above you, Elizabeth, I mean, you can't see it, but I have a <laughs> painting from, she would technically be, she's my, she was my aunt's mother, um, so but my aunt was married into the family. So who, she okay. would sort of be a grandmother, but like not Still really. be a great aunt. Kind of a, uh, I don't kind know. Yeah, that. something. She was a fantastic <laughs> artist and I have her, I have a copy of her painting in my room too. So that, the, and I have even more behind me that I can't see, but that makes me very happy to have Absolutely. You know, people's original creations and people close to me at that, you know? Yeah. And so there's, there's so many ways you can be grateful for that, you know, to be grateful for that these people are in your life and totally. that you have a personal connection. It's not just art that you love. And then to be grateful for the talents and the skills that they have, and then be grateful that they gifted you um, or provided you with the art in some way and that you're able yeah. to display it and have it around you. That's really powerful. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm grateful for on your behalf, you're recording this on a new computer that you got uh, recently, <laughs> and that's definitely something to be grateful for. Um, you know, better better technology, you're better able to do things like edit this podcast. Yes, <laughs> I know. This computer is really making me excited. <laughs> definitely. Um, and then the next one is something about yourself. And if you can, every day... Um, think about things about yourself that you're grateful for. That is a really powerful counterbalance against all of the negative self-talk that we're right. so conditioned to have. You know, we think about all the things we hate about ourselves. So what's something about yourself that you're grateful for? It could be a physical thing or a thing about your personality, whatever oh, makes gosh. the most yeah, sense. Yeah, this was going to be, this one's always a little tough. Why do people, mm -hmm. say, including myself, trouble talk speaking nicely about themselves? Yeah. Um, something I like about myself is, I like that my sense grateful. of humor. That's a good that, thing to be grateful that for. That gets me through a lot of tough stuff, you know, being able to laugh. So 
And I laugh at myself. I mean, I, I have had periods in my life where I couldn't laugh at myself because it's just too, I was probably so insecure at that time that it was just like too much. And now I'm just happy to be someone who can totally laugh at themselves because that just takes a load off. <laughs> Definitely. And that's something to be grateful for that you've developed the confidence that you yeah. can laugh at yourself and that you're you're no longer so insecure that you wouldn't have been able to do that. So that's yeah. a good one. And then the last one is fun. What's something silly that you have to be grateful for? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm grateful for these this ridiculous collection of enormous sweatshirts I've been wearing in quarantine. <laughs> I literally just they do look from so them. warm and cozy. <laughs> I know our listeners can't see, but I'm wearing this big teal fleece sweater that's like three sizes too big, but it's what I've been living in in quarantine. It looks like a hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I know that my my roommates are like, I hope that after COVID you don't ever wear these things again. But you know what? For now, <laughs> this is gonna be the look. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. I'll say related to that. I got more pajama pants um, in COVID because you don't have to be wearing real pants on the bottom. So um, I I am always grateful for my pajamas, especially when they have pockets. Yeah, that's magical. All right. So that was a little diversion, but that's how easy it is. And if you think through a simple model like that, right, again, something good that's happened to you that you that you notice um, people, specific people you're grateful to. Ideally, that thing in the future, it's hard, um, but it helps take that gratitude. You're already extending it in the past when you're thinking of things in the past to be grateful for. And it extends gratitude in future and it helps you frame things that are coming up in a grateful way. It's it's amazing what it does inside you. Um, And then being grateful for your physical environment. Again, many of us have hardly left our homes in, you know, 11 months. And sometimes it's hard to, to be grateful for things. You know, I'm grateful in an odd way. Um, the, the room that I'm in, I was supposed to have a roommate in this room and then we weren't able to fill it because of COVID. And then we didn't want another person because we've got two people working full-time in this apartment, but I have a spare room that I can record in and it's quiet. So, you know, things that you can be grateful for something about ourselves. We are so conditioned to be able to list 50 things off the drop of a hat that we hate about ourselves and that we wish we could improve. And even if it's not hate, even if it's just like, oh, you know, I should lose weight, I should be better. If you really take the time to start to think every single day about things that you're grateful for about yourself, again, it could be about your, you know, I'm grateful that my eyes work well. My eyes right. actually don't. I, I would be blind if I didn't have contacts <laughs> or glasses, but you know, I'm grateful that I have contacts. Um, and then you know, taking the time to be silly. Um, I'm grateful that it was my roommate's birthday this week. And so I got cupcakes and I have an excuse to eat cupcakes because it's her birthday and I'm celebrating. Um, so taking the time to do that again, it can be a really structured formal thing. It can be a little looser, but, um, writing down areas to be grateful for, um, is, is an incredibly powerful practice. Absolutely. So that's, that's step two, right? So you reflect and then maybe you journal. Step three is easy because all it is, is reviewing, looking back. Um, it, it, it's obvious that a good time to do that is if you're maybe down, you know, you're not, you're not feeling well, um, things are just maybe not going well to look back through a history of your gratitude journal and think of all of the people that you're grateful for and all of the good things that you've seen happen and all of the things about yourself that you're grateful for. And maybe if you've, if you've identified those future events of gratitude, all the things that you that you saw in the past to be grateful for about what's happening now. Um, that's an incredibly powerful practice to take you kind of out of that, that dark, difficult place that you might be in. So that's helpful alone. But then when you think about it at a professional level, let's say you're going into a meeting with your team, 
you could go in with a mindset of, you know, I'm thinking through all the things that we need to do and we're behind on our goal and this person is struggling and I need to do this. Or if you could take the time before the meeting and if you've been doing some sort of a gratitude journal and you look mm-hmm. through it and you think, I'm grateful for this person who's going to be in the meeting um, and the things that they contributed. And I'm grateful for this thing that happened. So this project is going along a little more smoothly. And I'm grateful that we were able to win back that client that we were about to lose. And our numbers would have been in, you know, a disaster if we hadn't won them back. And you don't even have to share this in the meeting just by reviewing those items of gratitude from the past. And going into the meeting, you're going to go in with a mindset that's positive, that's productive, and that really um, that really brings the team along with you. Again, with that that it, you know, it provides motivation. So it's incredibly helpful to right. just um, just review. Mm-hmm. And then the next one builds on that pretty naturally, kind of makes sense. And that is sharing. So you could take the time to review and then just you know um, not do anything with it. That's fine. It's, it's going to be helpful, but if you can, um, and especially if you want those social benefits of gratitude Mm -hmm. that I mentioned earlier, obviously if you're just internalizing gratitude, you're not going to see a lot of those, those benefits. You do have to externalize the gratitude. So there's lots of different ways you can do it. It can be very structured. Um, that's often might feel a little bit weird. Um, but it's, it's, easier and better if you can just have it be a natural part of how you communicate with people. So things like when you're having conversations with people, if you can find moments to express your gratitude to them, Um, if you have employees and you're doing regular one-on-one meetings, making sure that every time you express gratitude in some Mm -hmm. way. We often have a habit, you've probably done it around the Thanksgiving table, where everybody Mm -hmm. goes around the table and says something they're thankful for. You don't have to do that just at Thanksgiving, right? You could do it every night when you're having dinner. You could do it in a team meeting and have everybody go around and share something that they're grateful for. So um, really just just sharing your gratitude is an incredibly powerful thing. And if you can get other people involved with it, um, that's a a fun habit and and really improves everybody's mood. Um, You want to think about a mix of different ways that you're expressing gratitude to people, both, um, you know, both public and private. Sometimes it's really helpful to call out, for example, if we're in a team meeting and I express gratitude about something that you did, that's going to help you feel good that you look good in front of your peers. Right. Um, But then sometimes either because of your personality or because of the specifics, it's helpful to just have that one-on-one conversation. You can really go deeper and, and have a, have a stronger connection that would feel a little odd in a group context. You want to think about verbal, you know, it's, it's easy to tell somebody things that you're grateful for versus sometimes it's really nice to just write it, whether it's in a, you know, in an email that you mention it, or, you know, you send them a ping and whatever, whatever platform you have, you send them a text, or if you have time and inclination, writing them a note, people love getting a note and it doesn't have to be, you know, thank you for the gift you sent. It could be, thank you for the hard work that you've been doing over the last few months. I notice it and appreciate it. And it is uh, a note is so good because who sends notes these days? Seriously. Oh I have passion. notes. I love buying notes and I have beautiful note cards and I don't send them nearly. I even keep stamps in my purse. It's insane. I should send uh-huh. notes. You've convicted me, but love that. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, so again, it's four levels and each of them build. So we reflect and meditate. Anybody can do that. You can do it right now. Pause the podcast. Think about what you have to be grateful for. Um, number two journal, just take the time to write it down. Number three, look back on ones you've written. You've got to have written some down before you can review. Um, but once you've been journaling for a little while, you could even say every month I'm going to look back or every week I'm going to look back, whatever it is. And then sharing and sharing, you can do 
even if you didn't do the journaling, right? You can just reflect and share. But um, each of those four is important. And if you can do all four, uh, you're going to see the most benefit when it comes to gratitude. Absolutely. So um, I know that we already spoke about a little bit about leadership and how leaders can exercise gratitude, mm-hmm. but is there a way that we could just, maybe you could just resummarize um, because I know that we have a lot of uh, listeners who are leaders or are in roles that uh, require, you know, management of other people. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It's the first and most foundational thing is if you want to um, demonstrate leadership, um, and you want to be a grateful leader. The first thing you have to do is have a personal practice of gratitude. Um, right. You know, again, you can't expect things of other people that you're not willing to do yourself. You can't tell everybody to be grateful if you're not a grateful person. And so not only does it give you kind of the integrity <laughs> to, to, yeah. Um, ask it of other people. But it also, again, it's going to change the way you engage with people. And Mm -hmm. so they're going to see it in you. And even if you didn't explicitly mention to people that you were working on a practice of gratitude, and even if you didn't explicitly solicit gratitude from people to say, you know, I'm going to say a thing I'm thankful for, and then I want everybody to, you don't even have to do that. If you are consistently reflecting and expressing Mm -hmm. gratitude, people notice it and appreciate it, and it can become contagious. Um, But where you do have the ability as a manager is you can explicitly solicit gratitude, whether it's kind of where you're you're encouraging everybody to do. If you do a thing like everybody around the meeting does it or you can be a little bit um, less, uh, make it a little less mandatory. I've seen companies, for example, have a Slack thread where um, maybe they post a new one every day or maybe they just have one that stays open for a while. But say, you know, share things that you're grateful for. And people just put those in and not everybody has to, but everybody that sees it is typically going to smile. I've seen people have it as an agenda item on meetings where, again, they could say anybody can share, you know, anybody who wants to can share something they're grateful for. Um, I even had one where uh, a client did this. At the end of every meeting, the person facilitating the meeting would express gratitude to somebody in the meeting. And then the person that they had expressed gratitude to would express gratitude to somebody, one person in the meeting and one person not in the meeting. And it was a very like structured formal way, obviously, that they did that, but they'd been doing it for years. And so first of all, you know, going into that meeting, I better have somebody in mind to be grateful for because I could be the one that gets picked, right? And I only get picked if the person facilitating the meeting is grateful for me. So you're getting that kind of stroke to your ego and you're getting that that affirmation that, um, that they notice you and appreciate you, but you also are being held a little accountable grateful. So, you know, it seems maybe a little, um, a little micromanaging or something, but it, it did work really well. Um, and then something that you can do, and, and this only works in certain cultures and in certain organizations, some, mm-hmm. it would be weird or, or wouldn't make sense, but if it does make sense in your team, you could even facilitate a meditation on gratitude or facilitate, like I, we were kind of joking, but it was, it was real. You could facilitate a conversation on gratitude. You could say, all right, um, here's a template and I want everybody to fill it out and you can share what you want to share or you don't have to. And you can just say, we're going to take 10 minutes and and do this. And Mm. um, as a leader, you can lead people to gratitude, (laughs) but again, you've got to, you've got to get there first. So focus first on yourself and building that practice of gratitude. And then when you feel like I'm living this and it makes sense to me and I understand it, then you can really start to expand it to other people. But but definitely focus on yourself first. Right. And I think I'm the kind of person who I'll get more done if I'm doing it with other people, like if it's a social mm-hmm. obligation. So I'm even thinking like after this podcast recording, maybe I should be getting my whole apartment to do some of these <laughs> gratitude <laughs> practices. Maybe it'll, in a selfish way, <laughs> maybe it'll get definitely. me doing 
And that is something I didn't mention it, but um, one thing that that we've seen as well is that if you have people, whether it's a you know a spouse or a partner, or whether it's roommates, or whether it's a colleague that you work closely with, or your boss or your employee, and if you have some accountability to say at the end of every day we're going to each share our gratitude journals with each other, or we're at least going to like express like I'm going to tell you one thing I'm grateful for, and you're going to tell me one thing you're grateful for. Um, that external accountability can be incredibly powerful, um, and. It also, again, you're having a positive interaction with those people and you're not expressing gratitude necessarily about them. But again, it's so, you know, it's so easy to get together and complain. <laughs> and we do that pretty naturally. <laughs> oh, the weather's so terrible. Oh, look at this thing going on in the world. Oh, work was awful. Yeah, my work was awful too, right? We have all these negative conversations. Instead, to have a conversation about things you're grateful for, just think of how you feel coming out of that conversation, um, it's a much better feeling. You know, I feel better because we've had some conversations of things that we're grateful for today. So it's totally. a it's a really powerful thing to do. Right. Okay. Well, we're sort of nearing the end of our time, um, but I would like to ask if you have any book recommendations or other resources separate, obviously, from the ebook that you put together on the topic of gratitude that our listeners can check out. Absolutely. So I fortunately knew that this question was in here because I wrote it. So um, I was able to look through my bookshelf and um, give it away, Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But um, one is this is actually a former guest on the podcast. So if you're interested, you can go to criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod two zero three. And her name is Judy Umloss. And she's with the International Institute for Learning. And she also runs the Center for Grateful Leadership. She is just amazing. Um, She has written a book called Grateful Leadership, Using the Power of Acknowledgement to Engage All Your People and Achieve Superior Results. So quite the long name. It is a really great book. She's an excellent speaker. And she also, Mm -hmm. by the way, has a podcast called The Art of Grateful Leadership. And so if if you like to read, maybe go for the book. If you're more of a listener, you could listen to the podcast. You can also join the Center for Grateful Leadership. It's a free organization to join. And they do regular um, webinars and there's an online community. And you can really engage in that. Um, I spoke at one of the webinars a few months ago. Um, And it's just, it's so powerful to get together with leaders from all around, all across the country and across the world who all share the same philosophy of gratitude. Um, So again, book, podcast, whatever, uh, listen to the episode with her. Again, Judy Umlas, and that was episode um, 203, Judy or Judith. Um, I I call her Mm. Judy, but it's all written as Judith. Um, And then another book, and it's, it's, it might not seem like it fits, but it is incredibly powerful. It's a book called Together by Vivek Murthy. And he was the Surgeon General um, in the Obama administration for a while. And he did a lot of research on um, social bonds and loneliness and the importance of connection. And Mm. so the book is, in some ways, an indictment of um, some of these negative aspects of society that we've built where where we are feeling so separate. But it also gets into um, some, you know, it's it's just really a a treatise on the importance of connection. And it gives uh, some ideas and some best practices. And so it's a really great book. Um, I have it literally on the shelf behind me as we talk. <laughs> so that's a really good one. Um, and then this is this is funny, but uh, uh, another former guest on the podcast, we've had her on the podcast twice, is Amy K. Hutchins. I love her. And she has a book called Get It. And it's all about um, achieving success and um, uh, achieving your goals. And I find that having... Um, having some best practices that you can implement is something to really be grateful for. When you have just something you're doing and you have maybe a book with somebody whose writing style resonates with you, again, that's really important. 
we've we've had you know a bazillion people on the podcast share their book recommendations, and sometimes there's one that just clicks with you and it makes sense. And, and I loved Amy Kay's book because of that, and um, it's something that that I'm grateful for. And then this is a silly one, but I love it. Um, <laughs> you might have seen if you follow Lin Manuel Miranda on Twitter um, mm-hmm. for a while, he was doing a tweet every day, a good morning and a good night, little kind of poem statement thing. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, they collected it into a book. So it's called Good Morning, Good Night, Little Pep Talks for Me and You. And it's by Lin-Manuel Miranda, but it's illustrated by Johnny Sun, who's also a big Twitter person. Um, and he does cute little illustrations. And it's this, this adorable little tiny book. And it's just little happy kind of uh, reflections, uh, again, for the morning and night. And so going through that, you can really tie it to that practice of gratitude. And it's just a, it's a really positive way to begin and end your day. Um, so those are the books that I thought of. And then I listen to podcasts. Um, I am addicted. And so, uh, I have loved Brene Brown, who is, I think our single most recommended author in these, um, in this question, <laughs> she has finally started some podcasts. So the first one's called Unlocking Us, and it is amazing. And then she had a brief podcast called Dare to Lead um, that was aligned with the book that she recently released called Dare to Lead, which is also highly recommended. So her podcasts are, are wonderful. Um, and then there's another podcast called The Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos. And it is, uh, it gets into the science of happiness and so many really interesting practices. And I am both a nerd and I'm really into kind of happiness and mindfulness and gratitude <laughs> and all these topics. So having a scientific approach to it, I thought was really fascinating. And she, she takes such a creative way Absolutely. to look at it. Um, and then I mentioned before that Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. So yeah, just whatever, whatever makes the most sense for you in terms of your style of, of learning and consuming information. Uh, there are a lot of great resources that you can have, but those are, that was my top list. Nice. Absolutely. These are, these all sound very great. And I, yeah, I've, I've um, listened to some Brene Brown stuff, but I need to stick with it. I've liked what I've heard thus far. I, I have to, I listen to most of my podcasts at two and a half speed because again, I'm insane. And I actually slow hers down to nor- not normal speed, but only like one and a half speed because I, yeah. I really want to listen to it and pay attention. And yeah. um, I've listened back to episodes multiple times. Just there, there's so much there um, and her books are amazing, but um, it's a lot easier to listen to a podcast sometimes than to sit down and read a book. Hard totally. to read a book while yeah, you're you got you know, washing dishes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Elizabeth. Well, I hear you ask other people this question all the time, but now I get to ask it to you. If people want to learn more about you and your work, where should they go? Well, yes. Um, so you can always go to criteriaforsuccess.com. That's actually our website and I am on there. Um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Frederick. And so we'll include a link to my LinkedIn in the show notes if anybody wants to connect. Um, I think it's almost always in the show notes anyway, because I interview people, but still, um, right. You can put it there. Well, fantastic. This was such a great conversation and I'm so happy to have interviewed you. I loved having you on as a guest. How did you feel being a guest? Yeah. Thank you so much. This was, it was so fun. I really appreciate you helping facilitate this conversation. And I think you're going to be putting together a video um, with some clips from this. And I'm really excited to see that. And it's nice the idea of a video that doesn't have my face in it, but has my voice because uh, (laughs) I get all up in my head when I think about being on video, but um, you know, I'm used to talking clearly. And (laughs) I will say that I am grateful for you for giving me all this content to work with today. (laughs) I do my best. (laughs) Thanks, Rylan. 
Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you for speaking with me today. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's show. You can find the notes and resources for today's show at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod 291. Be sure to tune in next week with an interview with an amazing guest. If you enjoyed today's show, please recommend us to a friend to help more people discover it. And if you're not yet subscribed, make sure you do that so you'll hear every new episode as soon as it's posted. You can subscribe for free wherever you're listening right now. Also, we always love hearing your feedback. Leave us ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts or email us with direct feedback, questions, and guest suggestions at podcast at criteriaforsuccess.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CFS Playbook. And don't forget to check out the blog at criteriaforsuccess.com slash insights. Let's Talk Sales is a production of Criteria for Success. Happy selling!